Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, good morning again, and thank you, Dr. Katie Laymaster, for being our scripture reader this morning. Well, as we go with our message this morning, we're going to wrap up our series, Fear, Faith in Uncertain Times. And again, we are definitely in some uncertain times. Well, as we kick things off this morning for our message, a question for you. In three words, how do you start your day? Last week, we gave you one word answer. This time, I'm going to give you three words. Three words to describe how you start your day. So as we talk about that, I'll give you three words and how I start my day. If you know me at all, you can guess probably one of the words that I would give you is coffee. Coffee is definitely one of the ways that I start my day. I love to start my day with a cup of hot coffee. Well, maybe not a cup, maybe two or three, sometimes even four cups, depending on the day. Like a crisp morning like this, another cup of coffee. Hey, who can blame me? You know, a cup of coffee. Coffee's one word. Bible is another word. You know, I like to start my morning with a cup of coffee, opening up the Bible, getting into God's Word, spending some time in prayer, conversation with God. Another word that I would use is, is exercise. And I like to get up and exercise. Well, maybe not every morning I like to get up and exercise, but I make myself do it nonetheless because I know it's good for me. You know, it's three words of how I kind of get that day going. How do I greet each day coffee, Bible, exercise? Well, as you think about that, we're going to kind of dig into God's Word here in the Scripture from Philippians 4, some pretty familiar words for a lot of us as we talk about this. And as we look at this, let's kind of back into the text just a little bit. This is a letter from the Apostle Paul that, you know, he wrote, he visited Philippi in his second missionary journey. And as he did that, you know, later on he was writing to encourage these Christians in their faith. And he wrote this most likely while he was in prison in Rome. Our focus is going to be on these words here that Paul writes, words again that are probably quite familiar to us. And we're going to read this, Philippians 4, 6. We're going to read together. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Do not be anxious about anything. So today we're going to talk a little bit about anxiety. You know, and I, I think about anxiety, you know, that the, in the United States, 40 million adults, that's about 18% of adults, you know, 18 or older, deal with some form of anxiety. And some studies say that anxiety and, and depression has been on the rise in the United States, especially in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, as we talk about celebrating Mother's Day, I mean, you can talk about, you know, people who sometimes feel some anxiety, maybe not just moms, I'm a dad, I feel that anxiety too, you know, raising your kids and, and wondering how their future, their lives will turn out. Even if you've got, you know, you say good kids, there's still just that anxiety that's part of life. In fact, anxiety can be quite a normal part of our lives. I mean, the COVID-19, there is anxiety about the infection, uh, anxiety about being with other people. There's anxiety about the economy. And again, you talk about 18% deal with some more severe anxiety. Only about 36% of those folks get any kind of help, any kind of, of treatment to help them wrestle through that anxiety. But today, as we take a look at Paul's words again, where he says in Philippians 4, 6, 
you know, don't be anxious, stop being anxious. You know, how we wrestle with, you know, God and our, our faith and, and, and anxiety, whether it's, you know, GAD, as it's called general anxiety or disorder, something that's an ongoing struggle for us, or whether it's something that is just, you know, circumstantial to what we're facing right now. You see, this is the reality that we need to understand as we look into this text. The reality is being a Christian, being a follower of Jesus, does not exclude us from facing genuine fears and anxieties. Did you get that? Being a Christian, being a follower of Jesus, doesn't exclude us from having troubles and hardships. We've been saying that throughout this series. As we look at the life of Job and Daniel and and last week Abraham, we see people who we'd hold up as heroes of the faith, that they follow God, they trusted God, yet in the midst of that, they were still troubled and worried and felt overwhelmed and uncertain. So how do we, we battle anxiety, fear, and uncertainties? How, how do we wrestle through that in faith? Now, one of the things I think we need to kind of clear the air here, there is kind of in our Christian culture, maybe a word we could use is Christianese, is, is we like to maybe even take the words of Paul and just say, hey, you just need to have a little more faith. Uh, you, you, you need to you know, believe or pray just a little bit more. Give it up to God, which is true. I mean, give your worries. Give God you know, those anxieties and frustrations and fears and uncertainties. All of that, you know, bring it up to God in prayer. It's one of the reasons that part of my morning routine is not just a cup of coffee. It's the Bible and being in conversation with God in prayer is because, you know, I got things that are running through my head right now with COVID-19 running through my head is, you know, how are we going to do this in-person worship, make it a good experience for us, and, and yet still kind of keep everyone safe as best as we can. And so, you know, I bring these to God in prayer. But it's easy for us to sometimes just kind of throw that out there like there's some kind of magic formula, wave a magic wand, and our faith will make everything better. But again, being a Christian does not exclude us from having these anxieties, these worries, these doubts, this, this despair, this uncertainty that we can face in life. In fact, you know, one thing we also need to talk about with that as well is that, that mental health doesn't equal spiritual fitness. You know, that if we're mentally strong, we must be spiritually strong. Or if we're struggling mentally and emotionally, it means we're not spiritually strong or spiritually fit. In fact, if you read the Psalms, you often see that David is one who probably struggled a lot emotionally. And as he struggled through that, you know, he, he struggled through his faith with God, and, and he cried out to God, sometimes angry with God, sometimes crying out to God and pleading for God for help. But knowing that God was always there. He knew that God loved him, and God was always with him. And that's important for us to know, too. That's important for you to know. God loves you. And God is always with you. You are never alone. And so we're going to take a look here at this scripture and really what it means for us when Paul writes those words, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. Again, it's not Paul shaking his finger at us saying, you better not be anxious because you are a follower of Jesus. Anxiety is not a reflection of our lack of faith. Anxiety is part of what it means for us to be human because we live with uncertainties. Even though we may in faith know that God is there, we still feel this tension, this uncertainty. But God invites us. In his love, God invites us to trust him. To trust him and to be honest with our true self, with our true struggles. 
Again, if you read through the Psalms, David often does this. I mean, these are beautiful poetic words where David opens his heart up. He's crying out to God, saying, God, this is where I'm struggling. God, I feel overwhelmed. God, I am fearful. I am uncertain. I am down. I'm downcast. I'm anxious. And he cries out and calls out to God, knowing that God loves him, knowing that God welcomes him. This is the important truth. I want you to get this. Really make sure this is something that comes across to you as we hear these words from Paul today. God loves you. You are not alone. That's so important for us to know. Whether we're dealing with any kind of anxiety right now, whether it's mild, whether it's severe, God loves you. You are not alone. And that brings to mind the words of Jesus. Actually, the words are on the coffee cup here. If you can read that or not, it's in Polish. Um, but one of my favorite words of Jesus from Matthew eleven twenty eight: Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Let's read that together again. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Did you get the words of Jesus there? Come to me, all you who are you know what? Strong in faith, perfect, have no worries, no doubts, no frustrations, don't feel overwhelmed, are not anxious about anything. That's not what Jesus says. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary, worn out, anxious, frustrated, who feel overwhelmed, and I will give you what? Rest. Again, it's so important for us to know this. God loves you, and you are not alone. Again, that God says that so many times. You know, when he says, stop being afraid, it's a promise. I am with you. And the assurance that he gives to us again and again that he is with us. You talk about, again, you know, you know what it means to, to trust in God, to trust and know that he is there with us. To know his love and to experience that love. Again, with, with anxiety and, and mental health, you know, one of the things I think we sometimes do, and, and I know that I, I, through the years of ministry, I, I've had people come to me who, who, are, who feel maybe broken and, and, and overwhelmed and, and anxious and, and depressed, and they have to come almost a little bit sheepishly like, Pastor, is it okay if I go see a counselor, if I see a psychologist, if, I, if I'm taking medication for, for depression or anxiety? And... You know, the first thing I want to share them is, you know, know this. God loves you. You are not alone. And yes, it's okay. Now, I want you to think about this for a second, because sometimes as Christians, again, we take these words of Paul, you know, don't be anxious. You know, with everything, give prayer to God. Again, that's true. We, we, we want to do that. But that doesn't mean that we can't seek outside help when we need help. To know that someone else is there to help us along through the time. I mean, if you've got a headache, I mean, many of us will take a Tylenol or Motrin or something like that to get rid of the headache. Or, you know, a morning routine that I had for a while, you talk again about our new doctor, laymaster, you know, we have a physical therapist, Darren. I've gone to see him one time about six months ago because I hurt my shoulder exercising. I went like this with a weight and it went like that. Well, anyways, you know, and I couldn't do much with the shoulder. It hurt. Well, I had a new morning routine you know, because I went to see the physical therapist, and I had to get that shoulder back in shape. And that's the same way, you know, I trusted that God was going to heal my shoulder through the skill and the experience of the physical therapist. 
And so the same way as we, we looked for God to heal us, and sometimes God can heal miraculously. And we, we see that in Scripture. We hear stories about that, especially from you know, some of our missionaries, how God can miraculous ways remove some kind of illness, physical, mental, emotional. And sometimes God, and most often God, works through our physicians, you know, He works through medications and treatments to bring healing. And through it all, what God does is he assures us that he loves us and he is with us. That's part of what we're invited to do as a community of believers. Is when others are struggling, when we are struggling, it should be a place that we can gather and know that God loves us and he is with us. So when we read these words, we're going to read these words again with, with Paul. Don't hear these words as, as retribution, as, as a, a judgment against you if you're anxious. Hear these words as Paul encouraging Christians who at times with the anxiety and, and, and uncertainties that they were facing as a small minority in this community, that God loved him, loves them, and that God was with them. So God loves you and is with you. And that you can reach out to God anytime, any day in prayer and find in him, in his presence and his love, that peace. Let's read again those words from Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Whatever it is that causes us anxiety and uncertainties, we're invited to bring that to God. And then Paul gets to these words here, Philippians 4, 7. Then God's peace, which goes beyond anything we can imagine, will guard our thoughts and emotions in Christ Jesus. I love this translation just because of that way. I mean, other translations say transcend. It's not a word we use a lot. But God's peace, which goes beyond anything we could ever imagine, will guard our thoughts and our emotions through Christ Jesus. Again, this is so important for us to know. At a time of uncertainty and anxiety, when many of us may feel a greater sense of being overwhelmed and anxious, God loves you. You are not alone. You think about what our Savior Jesus went through. Even he had a sense of anxiety as he was going to face the cross. When he was going to face the cross, he was in the garden of Gethsemane, and he was praying, and I mean, you talk about being anxious, his, his sweat became like droplets of blood. There's a whole scientific medical, you know, I think that tells you about how when you're really stressed out like that, your blood vessels can open up and your blood and sweat mixes together. And, and, and so Jesus is sweating droplets of blood and he's anxious and he's praying to his father. And he even says, if there's any other way to go around this, I would do that. But of course, God loves you and you are not alone. And Jesus was determined to fulfill that promise of God. And so he went to the cross for you and for me. He died and rose again. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And that is the guarantee that God loves you and you are not alone. So here's a question for you this week. What part of your real self do you need to trust to God? And what, what I mean is, is to be like David, to, to hear those words of Paul and whatever that is going on in your life, whether you've got a little bit of anxiety, whether you've got a lot, whether you're seeking help or, or you should be seeking help, whether you, you feel overwhelmed, whether you have hopes and dreams, whether you're just starting off something new or just wrapping something up, whatever it is, you real self, be real with God because God already knows you. God loves you. Let's pray. Father God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your amazing love. 
Lord, as we wrap up this series of fear and faith in uncertain times, Lord, even after the COVID-19 pandemic moves on and we face another day, there will be moments we feel uncertain. There will be moments we are afraid. We feel overwhelmed. Lord, through it all, you promise to be with us. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Jesus, for the words that you give to us. You were with us always, even to the very end of times. We thank you for your love, the love that took you to the cross, the love that your Father brought you back forth from the grave. You are a living Savior, a Savior who is always with us and always loving us. Thank you for loving the real us. We pray, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.